So guys, welcome back to another episode of the Ike MMA podcast, and I'm joined in the studio today by amateur mixed martial arts fighter Victor Zachariah. Did I get that right? Yeah, yeah. Oh, <laughs> perfect. And you're joining me from Cyprus. Victor, how are you feeling? How are you doing? Pretty good, pretty good. Yeah, just came out to do some medicals and uh, going back to training on Monday. Awesome. Awesome. And are you looking forward to your fight at PFC uh, just is it in July against Armand um, Herzog, the crane, as they call him? Yeah, yeah, July 2nd, yeah. Yes. Yeah, I feel it's going to be a fun fight. He looks like a top opponent. He has five submissions out of his five wins. He has a few titles in kickboxing, so it's going to be a fun one. Yeah, no, definitely, definitely. You know, um, I've... You're still, you're still very young. You're like 19 or 20? 19, 19. So you're still at the very, very early stages of your, of your fight career. Um, yeah. so I mean, well, this fight that's coming up on the 2nd of July, um, you've seen uh, your opponent, uh, you've seen his fighting and his stand up, his ground game. You know, he's very long and lank. And I think that's where he gets the nickname from the crane. Um, yeah. so he has a really wide reach. So I mean, what do you make of him and, um, uh, how do you see the fight going? Yeah, well, I see he's pretty long. I'm pretty long too. I think he's maybe taller than me for like, yeah, he's a, he's a probably a bit taller than me, like a few cm taller than me, like three cm or something like that. But I like to stay on the outside too. He likes to stay on the outside. He doesn't have really much power. He hasn't TKO'd anybody. For what I know, he doesn't have TKO'd or KO'd anybody, even in kickboxing. He has a few fights, like in kickboxing, MMA and haven't seen really anybody get like stunned or anything by his punches, so I'm not really afraid of his stand up, even though it does look good. He has like nice movement. Um, his ground game looks okay, but all his submissions came from his back, so he's usually on his back. He's not winning the, the ground exchanges except like the submission he does. Mm-hmm. So I have to just be careful of the submission game. Right. Oh, cool. Um, now trying to understand. Uh, just you know, based on what you said, just as we after we um, managed to connect, after my computer taking so long to um, get ready, because um, I looked at your fight record, your topology as they call it. Um, where exactly are you fighting out of? Is it Cyprus or Ireland? Well, now I'm going to be fighting out of Ireland. Well, that's why I do most of my training, but just in Cyprus, I found it easier to get some fights, and the level is kind of lower, even though I have been fighting Greece, Athens, in Athens, Greece. Yes. And the level is definitely lower than than the Irish level, but I have been fighting the top opponents in Greece. Um, my first fight was against the ranked number one featherweight in Greece, and I, I, I beat him. So, so yeah, I thought I had to come back to, to Ireland, you know, have some fights in Ireland against top top opponents. Now, it's the first time of me interviewing you and um, just to get a bit of a bit of knowledge of your backstory and your background. And you know, I, I always try and do as much research on the people I'm interviewing, even those who I might be co-hosting with. I always try and do as much homework as possible. Um, can you give me just a brief, uh, just uh, you know, tell us about a bit of a backstory and what exactly interested you in combat sports? Well, yeah, first... Uh... I was actually doing motocross, and then I wanted to get fit for motocross, so I thought boxing looks like you can get pretty fit out of boxing, so I started boxing, but then, you know, I just didn't like 
just punching, you know, like a few times I used to put guys in the corner and just punch, and then I just wanted to give them like a knee or something, so I was like, yeah, let me just search up where you can do that, you know, so I saw MMA, you can do everything in MMA, mixed martial arts, so I thought, I looked at a few videos, you know, the first guy I saw was Connor, because he's the most famous mixed martial artist, so <laughs> yeah, yeah, I saw some videos from Connor, I was like, yeah, that's what I want to do, so I started MMA, but my first MMA class was in Ireland two years ago. Sure. So my dad was really supportive with me deciding to do MMA because I was doing pretty good in boxing and kickboxing here. So I went to Ireland. He sent me to Ireland, and all my MMA training has been actually from Ireland. I have been doing a few like weeks here when I was getting ready for my fights, just so I can like help the coach here, so like he can take me to to fight in Athens. But all my MMA trainings has been in uh, SPG Ireland. Uh, they're a, they're a really, really well known, well, well, globally known. Do you mean that's the gym of Conor McGregor? Yeah. So, um, no, you're definitely, if you're training with them, if you're affiliated with them as your, as your team, then, no, I mean, the sky's the limit. You should be, okay, there should be nothing wrong, um, going forward with, with regards to you being well prepared for all the fights you have ahead of you. Um, yeah, I don't think it's much else I can, I can comment on that, but moving on, um, this, of course, is a brutal sport. It can be if you, well, if you really want to go, if you really want to entertain the the viewers, the audience, and if you really want to, you know, do a really good finish and, uh, yeah, again, put on a good show for your fight fans. Um, has there ever been any concern from family uh, who may be, have even tried to discourage you from going to the sport because of injuries, especially to, you know, really sensitive areas such as you had? Yeah, of course. Um, well, especially my mum, yeah. She kind of, like, doesn't want me. She still, like, actually tries to, like, get me out of the sport and stuff. But really? my dad's been really supportive, even though he knows, like, the risks and stuff. He does, like, want me to be good. That's why he sent me to such a good gym, because he wants me to train good, you know, be ready. So I don't get any injuries. Until now, in any of my fights, even the the last fight I had was the first time I went three rounds. Um, and... I, I came out with barely any injuries because the guy was hugging me actually basically on the ground. So we're usually in the striking. Like I don't get much injuries. I don't get much hit. Okay. Oh, oh, good. I mean, so you prefer as in you said that the guy, barely, you didn't get any injuries at all because the fight was mainly well on the ground. Both of you had really good ground game that you were kind of attacking, so attacking each other. Yeah, so well. it was like going on the ground. It wasn't like much going on. It was just like mostly like controlling not really any ground and pound or any shots like that so yeah okay oh, uh, that's great but I mean um, you've never as in what just these sorts of things that I've seen in the sport that even okay I've asked you about a family who's may have tried to discourage you and so on even any other injuries and uh, just really dark you know just things that when people see that it's like they've got to turn away and they will probably be thinking thank god I may watch the sports and enjoy it, but thank God I don't have to don't have to participate and compete. As a very young nineteen year old, none of that discourages you at all. Well, no, not really, because I, I know what's going on, and hopefully I'll be ready every fight, mm. so nothing like that can happen. But at the end of the day, it's a fight, so anything can happen. But if you go there one hundred percent ready, then there's most likely nothing really bad will happen to you, except yeah. 
few times you can just get caught with a knee, you can get caught with anything, you can get knocked out, you can get brain damage, but I guess that's the way of life, everything's dangerous, isn't it? <laughs> no, I know. No, take the rough with the smooth. I yes. Um, so your fight coming up on the second of July against Armand. Um, would I say it's been, no? I don't think it's a bit too early to talk about preparations and if you are preparing for and how fight camp is going. But how is that going? I mean, nutrition, training. So I usually come and go, kind of. So from Cyprus to Ireland, I come back to Cyprus. You know, chill for a bit, then go back to Ireland. And um, I was already in Ireland training, training really hard. Whenever I'm there, I train hard because the level there is just really high. And because I do with the pro team, everybody there is it's professional. Everybody's doing it for a career. So you, you can't go there and go into training relaxed or like, oh, today I'm just going to go easy and stuff. There's nothing like that there. You have to go in every training 100%, give you 100% and train. So I was already getting ready. Premier C sent me a message for August. I accepted. I said, yeah, just find me the opponent. I'll confirm with my coach and I'll say, I'll say, yeah, go, let's say. And then after two days, they sent me a message. Gonna maybe fight also in August, but maybe also in July against Armand. I actually saw Armand. I knew who he was from before because he fought two of my teammates. So I was like, oh, this, this is a nice fight. He's 5'6", I'm 2'1". But I was like, it's okay. Let's just get the fight because yeah. when I win, it's going to be... I'm going to be up there. So now I'm not really known in, let's say, the Irish community because I haven't fought yeah. yet in like an Irish promotion. So after this fight, I'm going to be pretty well known. No, of course. <laughs> because it will do good things for your name on the the more local scene. People, a lot more people know who you are, and I think, um, uh, well, obviously, I think opportunities, far opportunities, and bouts will come your way a lot more easily, <laughs> if that yeah. makes sense. Um, you mentioned earlier about you have to travel in between Ireland and Cyprus. Remind me and forgive me if it's something you've explained already. I may have missed it, uh, maybe in the connection or so. But what you have to go to Cyprus for? What is it for tests, for health tests, medical tests, um, care? Tests? No, no. Well, well, I didn't have safe, safe MMA, so I had to come back. Do you know the the brain scan and the blood test and stuff that I had to get like you know get a green light from semi, safe MMA? But I usually just come to relax, do some easy training because I go there let's say for a month. I might come back for like a week and chill, just just like that. Yeah, I, mean, I, I don't live full time. I just go there to get ready for fights and train, or even when I'm not getting ready for fights. I still go there just to just to get good training, yeah. But I live in Cyprus. Ah, okay, that makes okay. Now I understand. It's, it's a lot clearer to me because I thought looking at your look at the topology, I thought you would be based in Ireland. Um, uh, because it says you're fighting out of SP. You're fighting out of um. No, it says you're yeah, fighting well, out of Cyprus or something. Well, my flag is is the is the Cyprus flag, but. Okay. That's the gym I fight out of. That, that's my main gym. That's that's where I train. Okay. Ah. Hmm. Would I would it be silly of me to ask this or even to mention it? But all that traveling to and fro that you're doing in between, um, as the, as the time is running up, um, running to, up towards the fight, it doesn't inconvenience you at all, in any way or shape or form. Yeah. Well, 
I, I wasn't supposed to come. I was already there three weeks. I wasn't supposed to come. I was, I was supposed to stay till the fight. But because I didn't know that I had to do the medicals and all that stuff. And because I wasn't like registered in any place in Ireland, any hospital, I had to come back. So I actually didn't want to come back, but I had to come back. So I arranged Friday night. I left. Mm-hmm. So Saturday, Sunday, I just do a training Sunday. I don't, no, I just do a training Saturday. I don't train Sunday. So I'm not really missing anything. I just miss Saturday's training, but Monday I'll be back and Monday night I'm, I'm doing jujitsu. So okay. I'm back in Ireland Monday night training again. Okay. Hey, well, just so as long as, uh, you know, as I say, eye on the prize, stay focused and don't let anything, um, uh, don't, don't, fade away or um uh become <laughs> again what say don't uh, become distracted yeah um, yeah by anything else you know so what about making weight um because i do hear some i mean for this part do you need to make weight do you need to go up and wait, come down down the ways i mean what do you walk around normally at well i walk around maybe 74 75 somewhere around there like on the bad days so lately like when i'm in ireland I eat really clean. I cook every day for myself. So when I was down there, I was about like 71, 72, and I'm still about 71, 72. And I usually fight featherweight. So that's the day before weigh-ins. So I'm going to be fighting at 70 for the first time because um, it's same day weigh-ins in the morning. Sure. So I don't really have to cut weight. I might cut like a 1kg or so. And uh, yeah, just that. Um, you never had to, I know you only had two or three fights on your belt, but you've never pushed yourself to make weight. Uh, maybe, okay, let's say maybe you get a, a fight, an opportunity comes in a short space of time, short notice. That sort of, sort of scenario, for example, you never push yourself to make weight so hard that maybe, you know, on weigh-in day, you're, when you're stepping onto the scale, you are fainting. You just feel so, so so um, um empty and so um tired never yeah that happened on my second fight actually um i was about 72 started water cutting at about like 72 kilos and i had to lose a lot lot a lot of water and i didn't really do it with the best way i didn't like well i didn't rehydrate myself in the best way yeah. but i did lose kilos kind of a hard way because i still from cyprus i had to fly to greece so I, I was I was drained in the plane, and then when I went there, I had to step on the scale, and I had another, I, had a, I think a kg to go. So I had to start skipping there. I had to start sweating again, and it's really hard when when you have a, a sweat going, and then you stop, and then you try sweat again while you're already really drained, and you have no food, no water inside you, and it's, it's really hard. So that was a hard way in because my my. Um, my opponent was Italian, so he was also coming from the airport with a van, and they wanted to be there while I weighed in. So I weighed in on weight, like after I lost the KG, and they told me, "Oh, you have to wait till your opponent comes and sees that you weighed in um, on weight." So I had to wait for him, and because it was taking too long, I was like, "Let's just film it. I'm not waiting any longer on weight, you know?" Because they had me waiting there on weight. And they were telling me, no, no, don't drink water, don't eat, let your opponent come so you can see it live, you know, because he, he, he wasn't going to believe or something, something like that. So I told them, yeah, fuck that, video call him. So they video called him. And I stepped on the scale and they were like, oh, yeah, okay, okay. 
And then by the time I, they came, I already started drinking my water and stuff. He weighed in. And then the next day in the fight, I TKO'd him first round and they were asking me, oh, how much did you weigh? You lose 10 kilos for amateur fight and stuff. And I was like, well, I take this serious, you know? <laughs> <laughs> no, you're right. You know, when you say that, you remind me about the Charles Oliveira situation that happened a few weeks ago, uh, how he missed weight by just half a pound or half a pound or, or quarter of a kilogram because it's different units we use here in the UK to what they use in the US. Um, and when your statement that, well, I take this seriously, um, because of just talking about how you couldn't wait for the filming of your way into so the other side could see, and then, um, you won the fight first round with TKO, and the people are asking, how did you win the fight? This, that way, and this, and blah, blah, blah. And then you came up with the answer saying, well, I take this fight really seriously. I was thinking about the Charles Oliveira situation that <laughs> doesn't mean that if he didn't make weight like he should have done for the fight, doesn't mean that he didn't take it seriously either. Well, him not weighing in, but like, if they're saying like, oh, you you lost too too much weight, you did too much of a big water cut, why did you go to featherweight and not fight at lightweight? They were kind of like trying to say that I lost too much weight, that I should have been fighting a category higher. So that, that's what they were trying to say. Because they didn't do much of a, a weight cut because the guy looked small, I looked bigger than him. So that's what I mean, you know. Uh, why should I fight at lightweight when I can make featherweight, you know? But the Charles Oliveira thing is yeah. not that he, not that Charles Oliveira doesn't take this serious, but no, of course he, I, he does, he does. But he yeah, does of course he takes it serious. But like, if you have three months and you know that in three months you have to weigh in at a certain amount of kilos, you should be ready. You know, he pays so much money for like a nutritionist and stuff, so he should be weighing in. But I heard there was something wrong with the scales and stuff, so I don't really know what happened in that scenario. But you know, I should have hinted. I should have mentioned. God, look, finish what you're saying. Yeah, what they were trying to say is that I should have been fighting at lightweight, but, you know, if I can make featherweight while I'm amateur, why should I be fighting in a category higher? Like, I can lose how much kilos I want, you know? <laughs> Some people are still saying, were still criticizing you for fighting or even winning in the wrong weight class, despite the fact that you'd, you'd won that fight. Yeah. He's coaching him. They were asking me, oh, how much do you weigh now in cage? How much do you weigh? And then he, I saw his post after the fight. They were like, oh yeah, our student like, um, fought very good, but he fought against an opponent that lost 10 kgs for an amateur fight. Even if I lost 20 kgs for an amateur fight, I still lost the weight. I still made weight. So I don't see what the problem with that is, you know? <laughs> Who, I, I know, I know this should sound like nothing to me because I still consider myself to be a very novice. Um, combat sports fan so I, I try to be very cautious what I say but the people who are asking asking these questions are they journalists and you know like in the post fight interview are they just random fans random people no no that, that was uh, my opponent and his coach there are look if it's, com- if it's coming from the other side you can just brush brush it off as they're just being sore losers yeah you know exactly. forget about it. you know I've heard this thing before Winning solves everything. It, as long as you've won or got the contracts, so or if you come out the other side, the successor, the other side of the competition, the successor, that's it. Everybody can say what they like, but it doesn't change the facts, the reality of what actually happens. Only so can talk or shut their mouths. But, but, you know, yeah. it doesn't, it doesn't especially matter. if you make the way, do everything correctly. Yes, yeah, of course, yeah. Yeah. So, um, something came up, came to my mind just the other day. I was listening to um, another interview, and I thought. You're still very, 
uh, as I said before, you're still very young in your fight career. But I'm sure you've heard of the um, the um, the conversations people have been having about open scoring. What's your take on that? I mean, is that something you'd like to see in the sport um, in the future as someone who's just coming onto the scene? So you mean like other people decide the... No, the open, no, the open scoring whereby I've... God, and people may bash me for this in the comment section. Um, almost like whereby you see the um, the scores before, I think, the um, the winner of the that particular competition fight or, or about is um, confirmed, is announced, that sort of thing. Yeah. So, you know, you see the scores beforehand. Well, I, I don't know. I don't think, I don't know if that makes a difference. Like, I, I, I don't really know. Because uh, what's going to change? If the judges, like, already wrote down the score, you know, are they going to tell them, like, no, change the score? I, I don't really know. I usually end my my fights and finishes, so I don't know if that bothers yeah. me or not. No, I think if you end if you end the fight and the finish, that makes more sense. It's easier to judge that fight because the, the yeah. winner is clear. The, the person who won <laughs> yeah. the fight is clear, you know. So there's no, not going to be any toing and froing about that. This person should have got this more points. That, that person should have lost points here, and they know the one is clear, so everybody shuts up. Yeah. Well, what I think should change is is how we score takedowns and how we score like striking. So if, I, if I'm beating someone up, this happened in my last fight, I was winning two minutes striking. It, it wasn't really me hurting him like combo after combo after combo. It was me just winning striking, controlling the fight, controlling the center of the cage and stuff. But then he took me down for about 50 seconds and then I, I stood back up again um, before the round ended. And then that round counted as, as his. So I, I want to know how much the takedown, like, you know, like, we, we, how much does it count, you know? Mm. Like, it seems like someone can be winning, let's say for pros, they can be winning three minutes of a fight, striking. The guy takes him down and just holds him, not even does damage. And then he wins the round because he holding him down for two minutes. But I think if they're counting damage, they should just see who took most punishment, you know, yeah, like, yeah, that's yeah. How they just score it. Who took most punishment? Oops, sorry. Yeah. Alright, uh, no, I'll go you back on. It's fine. Um, so I think, right, right, I just lost my train of thought there briefly, briefly. Um, look, um, is there anyone you want to give any shout outs to? Any sponsors, affiliates, uh, family, friends? Um, no, I don't, don't, I don't have any sponsors yet, but just want to shout out to my team. Shout out to John Cavanaugh. Shout out to Dave Roach and, uh, my dad, of course. He's, he's my only sponsor, actually. He sponsors me. <laughs> no, no, it's good to have family in your corner. Cause that, that's yeah. the, you know, if they're not there, then having anyone else, they just treat you like, well, uh, they're not going to treat you the same as family. So um, having family yeah. in corner, the best for you. Yeah. So say so that again. It cuts out slightly. Family, family always wants the best for you. So yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, absolutely. SBG Islands. Um, I know of them, and I've I've uh, together with a co-host, I've interviewed um, I think one or two people who train with that gym. Um, what are the team there like? I mean, how, in fact, overall, how are things there? Um in the gym 
with the team. Very, everybody gets along very well. There's famous people. There's really good amateurs. There's there's so many different people, but everybody treats you the same. You know, it's not like oh he's famous, uh, oh he's a a bad amateur, oh he's a good amateur, like he's a pro, he's not a pro. Like um, just before I left in uh, Tuesday, I sparred with uh, Brian Moore, which is he's like one of the top Bellator featherweights, you know, and John. And Dave Roach gave me the opportunity to spar him. Like, um, we do like the live sparrings, like, it's like a simulator. Mm-hmm. He gave me the opportunity to spar him. And, you know, I bet any, none of my opponents are sparring that high of competition, that, that, that level of people. Every day I spar with people that level. But yeah, we do like these simulator rounds. And I, I sparred with, uh, Brian Moore and went very good. Yeah. Of course he kicked the shit out of me, but. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, you're still learning. You're still learning. Maybe the next yeah, five or six. I'm yeah. nineteen. You know, three three amateur fights. So. <laughs> no, in the next five or six years, you know, if you really, you know, if definitely, but in in the next five or six years, your um, jujitsu, your wrestling, your stand up, your in your ground game will all be a lot better than it is now. Uh, yeah. you know, you're gonna do the same thing to him, except if, except that time will be a lot easier, a lot quicker. Yeah. Yeah. Um, turn on the light for a bit. <laughs> yep, sorry. <laughs> that's a lot better. What was gonna? Yes, and I kind of just jumped the gun a little bit now because I should ask you for the sponsors and the family who you want to give shout outs to at the end. But it's what it is. Yeah. <laughs> it is what it is. Um. So in the future, um, when it comes to the, of course, you want to move from the amateur scene to the professional scene. Of course, definitely you will do. Yeah. Um, which I'm sure you're going to say the UFC, but or maybe even better. So, but I'll go back. Which of the big um, promoters promotions is it that you'd like to to fight in? Well, definitely, yeah, the UFC, but that won't be immediately, of course. So, um, it seems like. John Kavanaugh, my coach, has a really good relationship with Bellator. Like, all the good amateurs, uh, well, a few of the good amateurs have went onto Bellator immediately without doing any other pro fights. So, from amateur to Bellator. So, that's why I want to try to get, like, a good amateur record fighting the top level. Like, if you see, I haven't fought an 0-0 yet, person yet. I fought people with four or more fights than me always, even when I was 0-0. So... I, I try to fight the best so I can get up there, fight good people, have a nice record, and hopefully I can, uh, my first pro fight can be in Bellator. No, that's good. I mean, you're fighting people who do have, um, let's say, a, a, a bigger fight record than yourself. I'm assuming that when you do that, you are challenging yourself because they've got more experience of, of being in the cage yeah. than yourself. That's good. That can only be of a big benefit to yourself. Yeah, like, even I saw in Armin's, uh, one of Armin's interviews, he said that people weren't trying to fight him, and then I accepted the fight. So, you can just see from that, like, I'm a 2-1-1, never fought in Ireland, gonna do my first fight in Ireland against a top guy with all finishes, and I immediately said yes. I, I just had to ask my coach, Dave Roach, if I should accept the fight. I wanted to accept the fight, 
I see he has belts in kickboxing. I know he's good in stand-up. I know he's good in the ground game. All his five fin- wins are by submission. So that just makes me even look better when I win. Were there any particular reasons? Uh, uh, the answer may be obvious to me, to anyone listening or watching. Were there any particular reasons why the people who have been offered the who have been offered the bout against Armin was there any reasons why they refused and turned it down? Of course, I don't know, but uh, well, when people see that someone has finishes when he has eleven fights, and I don't think they were asking many people with better records, even though yeah. it's hard to find someone with um, eleven fights. Well, not hard, but like. There's not a lot of amateurs that go over like 15 fights or something like that. So, of course, they saw him. They probably got like a bit afraid. They were like, "Oh, he has belts. Oh, he has finishes with submissions." But yeah, yeah, yeah. that's sort of that's not a true fight, is it? All right, Vic. So, thank you so much for coming on the show, and uh, definitely would we, I would definitely I'd like to speak to you again. So um, maybe even after the fight with Armand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you're up to it. Yeah, right, yeah. Thank you. Thank you so much. We'll leave your, your contact details in the description um, below on YouTube and um, if I can on Spotify and on the Google podcast and iTunes as well. Guys, thank you so much for watching. If you did enjoy this episode, please don't forget to leave a like and don't forget to subscribe to the podcast as well. Thanks, so thank you once again. Thank you. Thanks. Take care. All right.